Welcome to another gathering of the Gold Key Adventurers Society. Have a seat by the fire as we prepare to help you unlock the secrets of the travel life. From theme park thrills to Purple Mountain's majesty, we want to see it all and do it all, and we want to help you do the same. We all have those bucket list trips, once-in-a-lifetime destinations that we'll get to someday. We're here to help you make your travel dreams a reality. Buy the ticket, take the trip. Where do you want to go? Come on, come on, come on, now tell me what's on your bucket list. Okay, hey, okay, hey, it's a beautiful day. Okay, hey, okay, hey, it's a beautiful day. Do you like scary movies? We do, and we've scoured the globe to bring you a peck of the travel destination scarier than any horror flick. But first, travel news, including Wild West ghosts, flayed corpses of Leon, and distinctly Japanese brand of creepiness. Grab your proton packs and don't hang up that phone! It's time to hit the trail with the Gold Key Adventure Society! In October, the young man's fancy turns darkly to thoughts of ghosts and goblins. Not to mention cemeteries, plague hospitals, and dark carnivals. 2020 is the year of the road trip, and I'm itching to hit the dark, dusty back roads in search of some spooky fun for Halloween. Let's get this week's travel news out of the way so we can get going. But first, I was wondering, uh, guys, did you hear what Ryan Ryan Gosling has to say about the Haunted yeah, Mansion I saw that. holiday overlay? Yeah, so since no. he, oh, Ryan Gosling hates he hates the Christmas overlay <laughs> on on the Haunted Mansion yeah. uh, because it's not creepy enough because there's candy canes. Yeah, and he loves Haunted Mansion, and he doesn't like. He thinks it spoils it. Who wants to know what Ryan Gosling thinks of a Disney? <laughs> Two random teenage girls the in interwebs. a parking garage. I don't really care. I've always thought he looks like an overly emotional dog. Have you ever noticed that? <laughs> like a dog that just kind of is really yeah. empathetic. <laughs> that, and I've always thought Lance Bass looked like a really intelligent dog. Hmm. But I, sorry, as a as a Haunted Mansion super fan. Who cares? He can kiss my grits. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. You live in a state where you get to go to the Haunted Mansion probably anytime you want with a special escort, probably backdoor entrance, all that stuff. And <laughs> you're complaining. I thought Lance Bass used the backdoor entrance. Yeah. That's that's elsewhere. Not just oh, at Disneyland. Boy. Well, anyway, so I was wondering to help him feel better about life, which classic Disneyland attraction would you transform with a creepy Halloween overlay to restore the spooky balance to the park? Small world. It's a small world. That's what I was going to say, too. I jumped in there first. All kinds of creepy dolls. (laughs) Yeah, that would be so killer. I just think they should expand the heffalump part of of Winnie the Pooh. I I thought of that one, too, that Winnie the Pooh, you could just make the whole thing a trippy heffalump, scary. straight up alcoholic nightmare, basically. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That would be good. What about you, Dan? Um. I really think that the storybook storybook canal boats, if you <gasps> just because oh, the sheer yes. size of how many different like various creepy tableaus you could put in there, so you could have you know goblins and zombies, yeah, zombies and everything. zombies. Those are yeah, terrifying. Zombies. <laughs> Those are wobbly zombies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they've been in the ground a little too long. I like. I like that you use tableau. It just made me think that you're going to see like the flaying of Donald Duck or like you know, <laughs> see bamboo shoots and and Goofy's nails and stuff like that. Oof. That's the oh, genius wow. of it. Everything fits. This is taking a turn. <laughs> Doesn't it always? Dark, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's not going to get much better later on. Our show is brought to you this week by Key to the World Travel. Key to the World Travel is a full-service travel agency specializing in theme parks, cruising, and destinations around the world. Head to www.keytotheworldtravel.com for more details and a no-obligation quote on the vacation of a lifetime. Uh, Just some things are opening up on the uh, looking front thing. Tell me about it. Yes. That's beautiful, man. Beautiful. Uh, Yeah, so Walt Disney World has officially opened booking through 2021. Finally. Yeah. So now you can book packages uh, as well as room only through uh, December of next year. And it's going to be the resort's 50th anniversary on October 1st. I have my Magic Kingdom Park Pass. (gasps) Me too. Yeah. So we will be Oh, man, I made a Park Pass for Animal Kingdom that day. (laughs) 
You're on my MDE, so I know you didn't. I saw that you're... (laughs) He's lying. Yeah. But next year is going to be an amazing year to go. Um, Just a few of the things that are already slated to open between now and and December of next year. We've got Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind Coaster, Tron Mm -hmm. Light Cycle Run, um, and the new Harmonious uh, Light Show coming to Epcot. So... There's going to be a lot opening up. It's going to be a really great year to go. And they have extended park reservations in the park pass system through January of 2022. So mm-hmm. book now and make your park pass now. Or forever hold your peace. Yeah. If you want to be there for the... for, I'm surprised that the last time I checked, they hadn't filled up Magic Kingdom for October 1st. But I'm assuming that's going to happen any day now. Well, they will now that our tens of listeners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hey, it's dozens, dozens of listeners. Yeah, and uh, it, if if our agency's uh, reservations over the last few days are any indication, fall of 2021 is going to be hopping yeah. at the Walt Disney World Resort. So many yeah. people planning their trip for next fall. Yeah, and um, also, and along along with that, the Disney Cruise Line has uh, is getting ready to open sailings for early 2022. So they'll be returning to Hawaii and other tropical destinations like the Bahamas, and this will be for sailings through April of 2022. And the um, booking will be open to the general public on October 22nd. If you're a Platinum Castaway Club member uh, or belong to the Golden Oak, uh, you'll be able to book on October 19th. Gold Castaway Club members on October 20th and Silver Club members, as well as DVC and Adventures by Disney Insiders, will be able to book on October 21st. So, along with that, they also announced that the Disney Wish is now scheduled for its maiden voyage uh, in summer of 2022. So, I am stoked on that. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to hear that, you know, they, they obviously admitted that uh, production was slowed down a bit by the world getting turned upside down but it's nice I was to hear gonna say is that a delay i don't know if they had ever said when it was good it, it is if I, I if i remember it correctly is. they were it was earlier in 2022 or yeah mm. they were saying possibly end of 21 oh, that okay. it would be yeah. finished at first and now yeah well i'm just glad it's still happening yes <laughs> yes definitely. We'll see if the other two the other happen. two would be nice as well yeah, yeah. so Get to booking, folks. It's that's all really excellent news. Yes, mm. particularly for those of us that own a travel agency, <laughs> work in the travel industry. <laughs> Heather, why don't you tell us about a uh, trip that we can book for you out? To yeah, Canada since we're talking about the spooky season, I thought this one might be a good one to talk about. You can take a trip to what is called Nevada's most haunted place. And spend dawn to dusk locked inside. So it's a it's a it's called the Washu Club. And if you if you look at the picture of it, it looks like an old old west town. Just it looks like the saloon in an old west town. And according to the Travel Channel's Ghost Adventures show, they have found the most compelling paranormal evidence ever captured. Inside this place. So for about 400 bucks, you can be locked in from dawn to dusk. Although that seems like it would be opposite. Wouldn't you want to be locked in at night? Yeah. Dusk till dawn. dawn. Yeah. This article says dawn to dusk, but I I think they they have it back. Yeah. Backwards. Um, And you, you get access to all three floors of the place, including the crypt, which Seems a little odd to me that this place has a crypt. I'm not sure. Most most <laughs> the saloon most had hotel, a crypt. yeah, the saloon had a crypt. <laughs> have Have any of you ever done uh, like a ghost hunting experience? There's lots of them no. that you can do all over all over the world. I've never done oh. one because I don't really believe in ghosts. But yeah, I would like to. I've done a haunted like haunted Richmond tour where we went to various locations, but it wasn't a ghost hunting where you're there to monitor and discover mm-hmm. ghosts because you know, that's complete BS, but this hey. one's kind of fun. Be- <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Cause it's in, it's in, it's like, it's kind of in the, it's in the old West and apparently had some, some famous oldie Westy times 
folks pass through there. Boo, partner. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Ulysses S. Grant stayed there at one point. That's is that his tomb down there? That the- may be who's down in the crypt. Are they saying yes. that anybody that stayed there is now haunting there? Apparently. <laughs> Great, I gotta go haunt the Howard Johnsons when I die. Yeah, mm-hmm. it costs four hundred dollars for a group <laughs> of ten Ojo. participants. Uh, but you Boy, also yeah. have to become a member of their restoration project, but that's only twenty bucks. So you can have a ghost filled experience for a pretty reasonable price out there in the Nevada desert. Go see some spooky red rocks when you're done. Yes, I bet there are do, some near there. Do they have red rocks out there in the desert? That's the spooky yeah. part, that you're forced to go climb on red rocks when you're done. <laughs> then you can go to Las Vegas and see the dried up husks of human beings standing <laughs> around the streets yes. like zombies. I resemble that remark. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a full, uh, it's a full themed weekend. <laughs> Let's go. Pack a lunch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just tell us what's uh, coming up soon at Universal Orlando Resort. Um, yep. So we've got announcement that Universal Orlando Resort holidays are set to begin on November 14th. Uh, so this will run through January 3rd, and it's going to include Christmas in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, where they put up all the decorations, and which is really awesome in Hogsmeade because it's already covered in fake snow. Mm-hmm. I'm so That's glad they favorites. finally do that. When they the first few years that that was open, they didn't decorate for Christmas. And it, yeah, it makes no sense too. It's because Joe said no. Probably well, there's Christmas <laughs> in every Harry Potter book. There's a Christmas yeah. part, so it makes sense. Uh, along with exactly, along with that, they're going to have uh, Universal's Holiday Parade featuring Macy's coming back and the Grinchmas Hula Day Spectacular. As well as special appearances by the Mary Who's from Whoville, and uh, as they prepare for their favorite holiday throughout Seuss Landing. So it sounds I know like they're going for the 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 Who's of Whoville with that title, but it it makes it sound like there's going to be hula dancers, and that's going to be <laughs> Polynesian uh, hula days. <laughs> as someone who's met the Who's when they're there at the parks, I would prefer hula dancers. <laughs> They're weird, nightmare, rodent-looking people. I, I just... It they are. Me. Yeah, that weird nose It's thing. Yeah, it's the Ron Howard Grinch, so it's it's not my cup of tea. But I, I do love the Universal during the holidays. So it sounds like it's going to be pretty close to what their, their standard offerings usually are mm-hmm. during the holidays. Yeah. So that's actually the only Macy's Parade. That's yeah, I was just going to say No, that. no, yeah. the Macy's Parade is happening this year. I'm a very Virtually. big Thanksgiving Day Parade fan. They're having it this year. It's just modified... Oh. They're they're shortening it, but it's going to be happening, and it's going to be I on television. They had canceled it. Nope. Oh. Did they say it was going to be virtual? Like they're just going to be having the balloons down at street level and taking it down a back street and filming it. I think. So yeah, that, there's so there's, that there's a there's a block. allowed to watch. Yeah, there's a block mm-hmm. that they're going to basically oh. run them through, and it's it's going to be like that. But I got gotcha. you. Yeah. yeah, and there'll be performances as well. They're just going to have them in separate locations. So, so do those dates for Universal those jive about with when Disney World will be doing? Yeah, Disney Disney starts on November 6th um, and goes through the end of December. So or or January 1st or 2nd, something like that. So but yeah, pretty much the same. Yeah. Cool. I'm into it, too. Uh, That means it's time for for the best travel hacks when you're planning your trips. Here's key to the world. Travel with just the tips. Just the tips. This week's tip comes from Key to the World Travel's very own Clint Daughtry. If you are going on a fishing trip and you expect to bring fish home, use a cooler as one of your pieces of checked luggage. You can ship your dirty clothes back for a whole lot less than FedExing fresh fish from Alaska. <laughs> That's a good tip. It's, it's very useful and probably applies to. Sounds a, a like lot he of might have some experience with that. Yeah, I'm going to guess he's shipped some fish and it was not cheap. Yeah, no. And it was a large amount of fish, I think he said, too, like 50 pounds or something like that. I'd like to know that if I'd like to know if the beginning of that story started with him trying to just carry the fish on the plane and just like a normal, (laughs) you know, suitcase. (laughs) Like, sir, there's a lot of fish and rodents following your bag there. Like, (laughs) That's a good tip for, you know, Alaska or there's a lot of people who do those fishing trips down in the Caribbean. and. Ship All home. over the place. Yeah, Canada. a buddy of mine goes on a big fishing trip uh, somewhere in the Caribbean every year. Pack a cooler. Pack a cooler. 
All right. Well, coming up next, then we've got we're going back to some. Uh, we haven't visited the Atlasics. We're going to visit uh, the Atlas Obscura. Have we again. not visited it? Because you can't say it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we have a mush mouth today. Apparently, Jeepers. The Atlas Obscura. <laughs> well, get get ready because I get to use my excellent French pronunciation. Oh yes. We we soak it up. This is going to be good. <laughs> this is going to be really good, guys. Uh, so we're going to take a trip to the Atlas Obscura, an explorer's guide to the world's hidden wonders, and we're going to France to a uh, a suburb of Paris, Maison Alfort. Maison Alfort. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, sure. Say uh, that again. Which one of us? The, the, <laughs> me or the one with Maison the fancy ass French? Yeah, oh, oh, oh. There We're going to visit the Musée Fragonard. <laughs> I love the Fraggles. The Frag- <laughs> Fraggle Rock? The, I love Fraggles. Musée Fragonard. The Fragonard. Ah, Fragonard, yes. Fragonard to you too. Don't talk to me like that. All right. So, so nominally, according to the sign out front, this is a veterinary museum. But it's full of all kinds of horrific things, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard of this right. place. Yeah, uh, so you can you can see, uh, for example, uh, human fetuses uh, preserved in dancing jigs. Uh, yep. There's also a ten-legged <laughs> sheep, and uh, they've got everybody's favorite two-headed calves, stuff like that, um, as as well as models of mythical creatures that they, uh, I guess, they were just guessing what they look like or something but the highlight are a couple of flayed figures that's where we get back to donald duck here um so we talked about once the bodies on display exhibit Mm -hmm. then Mm -hmm. well this is the 1700s version of that ew Um, (laughs) this is not gonna be good no so this guy was a, a professor at the first veterinary school in Lyon. And uh, he, it was there that he began skinning and preserving animals and later human corses, mm. corpses. What a hobby. Uh, he intended them to be used as educational tools, but sure. he also decided it would be fun to arrange them into theatrical poses. Oh, come on. Uh, as one does. That sounds <laughs> delightful. Don't play with your uh, toys like that. <laughs> yeah, the most famous one is the Horseman of the Apocalypse. Um, It's a skinless corpse with dried, varnished muscles and glass eyes sitting on top of a similarly preserved horse in mid-gallop. Dude. Oh, I got one of those in my garage. (laughs) With its skin artistically, like, peeled back in layers so you can see the veins and arteries and muscles. Oh, I would like to see that. Yeah, it's... I I don't want to make it. I don't want to be part of it, but... (laughs) Um, There's this other dude that's... I've got this close-up picture. He's standing up. He's got this kind of this grimace going on, and his eyes are looking. He's giving some serious side eye, and he scares me a lot. And I'm going to dream about him. Probably <laughs> this was a mistake. Remember the curator battle where they were showing off the creepiest thing in their museum, and there was the one that yeah. had the human skin pants. It oh, sounds yeah. like it belongs in this yeah, place. Yeah, the necro pants. <laughs> necro it, pants. Those are his yeah. pants. He's looking for them. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it belongs in this place. I just figured out what this other figure is. It's it's supposed to be the biblical Samson because he's holding a, a the jawbone of a donkey. Oh, and, uh, oh I thought that was Mike Fascinating. Pence. Fascinating. Oh. <laughs> so, pew, so pew, anyway. pew. Wow. <laughs> uh, the the uh, let's see, where's my nose? Oh, so he worked he worked on his flayed figures for six years, um, and then. The townsfolk started to get a little scared of him and decided that. Oh, gee, I wonder they were like, why. That's enough of that. <laughs> yeah, he was doing it in the front yard. <laughs> yeah. the The amazing thing to me, though, is that these these figures didn't go on display until 1991. So for like 250 years, they were just in someone's basement. Were they part of a private collection? Like, yeah. yeah like, so who kept these sitting around for that long right? before they decided that the public needed to see them? And that man is Guy Fieri. <laughs> he's i mean where do you think the chicken guy pieces come from this corpse to flavor town ew i'm gonna cover it in donkey sauce and peel the skin off <laughs> it's halloween everybody to you by chicken guy <laughs> stop uh, in at dizzy springs <laughs> it's time for jess to tell us about another attraction that guy fieri would probably approve of Human guy. Uh, 
Japan is weird. <laughs> yes, that's right. It's time for a new segment. Um, I originally started out uh, bringing to you guys some weird and wonderful theme parks that I had always wanted to visit. I've sort of run through the list of interesting theme parks. So I've, I've moved on and I have a new segment now called Japan is Weird. I like it. Um, this is a, another obsession of mine is the really insane stuff that you can find in Japan. And today I have something that's for those who are still looking to social distance while still feeling like something unholy is watching you from afar. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so if, you, if, you, if you'd like that, you can travel to the village of Nagoro on the island of Shikoku in Japan. It formerly had about 300 inhabitants, but due to the decline in Japan's population in around the 2000s, um, it dropped to 27 by September of 2019. Uh, there was an inhabitant named Tsukimi Ayano, who grew up there as a small child and moved away, um, but came back when she was an adult to take care of her father, who was sick in the early 2000s. Uh, she was pretty sad by the fact that there was basically nobody left in the town, so to pass the time, she made a life-size doll of her father and put it out in uh, the garden. And she realized that the remaining villagers, as they passed by, would actually start talking to the doll and addressing it like it was a real person. Um, so she decided to continue to make more dolls. Um, and that led to basically the creation of over 400 dolls. Um Let's see. I'm going to show you guys a, a little bit of that. And uh, oh, I can't wait. Dolls. Life-size dolls. Life-size dolls. So these are basically they, they look like Cabbage Patch Kids with the souls of dead children trapped inside of them or something oh, cool. like that. They're, they're very <laughs> gross. Um, <laughs> uh, the village, all the other villagers that still live there decided to start making them as well. So now they're just they litter this empty, abandoned town. Um, there's, like I said, there's over 400. They include, um, things like the last two children that were ever in the school, um, made their own dolls of themselves before they left the school. And then they're just sitting in desks in the empty school. Um, there's three men sitting at the base of a telephone pole, probably drunk, I guess. I don't know why. So there's more of these dolls than there used to be people on the whole island. Yeah. At this point there's, there's way more dolls. So it's, uh, it's pretty crazy. And, um, so, yeah, as you can you can see on your screen there. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> they like dolls of homeless people. Yes. Yeah, they're they're very I, I, Crocs seem to be popular footwear. Oh yeah, <laughs> and you know they're they're basically like stuffed with leaves and things, I guess. But they're all just sort of creepily hanging out. Oh. There's there's oh, wow. some having a dance. Yeah, listeners, you you should look up some of these uh, oh, wow. photos. We'll, they are we'll find some links. Pretty yeah. Some are in normal, like modern clothes. Here's a whole gymnasium full of people in traditional Japanese. Mm -hmm. That's some garb. some yeah. geishas. <laughs> yeah, samurais. Yeah. And it's now a pretty big tourist attraction. So if you want to, I would go to there. I I, I definitely want to stop by there. This is Next on. time I'm on the island of Chikoku or whatever, <laughs> I'm, I'm down. The island of the dolls. Are you going to tell us, I'm assuming you're going to tell us whether or not these dolls are anatomically correct? <laughs> Why would I do that? What are you talking about? That was my old segment. I've moved on to greater things. Oh, I'm not yeah, talking about doll dicks. Oh, dang it. Nice Walked job, me right Dan. into that one. Yeah. Well, yeah. I figured it was going to be... It's going to come sooner or it was later. It's coming sooner or later. Oh, that yeah. It usually does. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a little work sometimes. I think this is why it my wife stopped a, listening to the show. It takes a village. <laughs> it takes a village. It takes a village, <laughs> idiot. <laughs> <laughs> we'll stick around because after the commercial break, we're touring more of the creepiest destinations around the world in this year's celebration of Haunted Tourism. When it comes to planning your next adventure, knowledge and preparation are always key. That's why a call to your Key to the World Travel Vacation Planner should always be at the top of your to-do list when you feel the urge to venture forth and explore the world. Key to the World Travel is an authorized Disney vacation planner, specializing in travel to Disney theme parks around the world, as well as Disney Cruise Line, Alani, and Adventures by Disney. 
with over 450 travel advisors who share a deep love for Disney destinations, Key to the World Travel has a wealth of knowledge and passion to help you experience all the magic with none of the work. Wherever your wanderlust is driving you, Key to the World Travel is a full-service travel agency with the expertise to get you where you want to go. So whether you're headed to Universal Studios, Hawaii, Europe, or somewhere a little farther off the beaten track, your first step should always be to visit www.keytotheworldtravel.com for a no-obligation quote. Their expert travel planners are standing by to help you with every detail of your perfect vacation. That's www.keytotheworldtravel.com or at Key to the World Travel on Facebook. Key to the World Travel, your key to a magical vacation. Come sit around the fire and prepare yourself for a journey into a world of restless spirits, wandering ghouls, and subterranean terror. Submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society, I call this story a road trip on the highway to hell. Wow. Yeah. Yay. That sounds real intense. I don't know if I don't know if it's going to live up to the. <laughs> I better run a Winnie Bago. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, maybe we could start out. Um, I think everybody's got the link. Let's take a look at this story that Heather shared with us about the ooh, the nine most Instagram haunted places in the U.S. <laughs> oh, I could just see all the Instagram people doing their duck face poses in these haunted <laughs> spots. It takes a lot of the terror out of the situation, doesn't it? <laughs> they would have to. Well, the one thing about this article... They don't really tell me why they're so scary. Yeah, I just realized it just tells you what they are, but not anything mm-hmm. about them. I mean, I guess some of them, like Alcatraz. Yeah, there's not even a link for <laughs> to click on for what, you know. Well, there's there's one thing that this that this list does kind of point out. I guess we can go through them and at least say what they are. Some I have been to the number seven, the St. Augustine Lighthouse in Florida, USA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did a ghost. That whole city is full of haunted stuff. It's the oldest, you know, city in the U.S. And it's like there's uh, forts and all that stuff there. The whole thing feels kind of creepy, like Savannah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, uh, number nine is the Oriental Theater in Chicago. Has anybody been to that one? I have, and I'm not sure why it's. (laughs) <laughs> because is it just a creepy old theater? That may be it. Because old old theaters tend to be creepy, right? Because I don't know, lots of failed actors jumped off to their yeah. death yeah. from the especially from the, the Ford Theater. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the ghost of Lincoln is so yeah. scary. <laughs> There's still chunks of him. That one has the ghost of a. That one has the ghost of a. Uh, 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 oh my god, I can't remember the name of him now. Never mind. I'll take my answer <laughs> yeah, off here. I thank mean, you. The, the... John Wilkes Booth? <laughs> an usher. Thank you, an usher. <laughs> like oh, like yeah. five a through usher. nine, I'm not sure I've ever even heard of. But then... You've ever heard of the Winchester Mystery House? No. What is I've heard it? of that. Oh, this one's great. We have? The, we need the, to go there. That room, and it's the Sarah Winchester... She she kept building onto this house, trying to fool the ghosts that she's convinced <gasps> live in there. So oh, there's doors to nowhere. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I have. That sounds cool. The, I would like. It was one to of see the inspirations that. for Haunted Mansion. One of them. Her yeah, husband yeah. was the Winchester of the gun company, and okay. so she thought that the spirits of everyone that had been killed by one of her husband's guns was haunting her. Oh, that's so a lot of people. To, <laughs> yeah. So she was trying. She was trying to to get them lost and trapped in places of the house where she wouldn't go. The pictures of this place look really cool. I would love to see that. Yeah, that's a cool one. Um, The Stanley Hotel number four, that's the inspiration for uh, The Shining. And it is very creepy. It Uh, is creepy. And two different penitentiaries on the list. And yeah, I can get that, especially if it's an abandoned penitentiary. That Yeah, Mm -hmm. that would be creepy. Alcatraz is creepy. Yeah. I went there as a little kid, and I wish I could remember it. Gooder, there's pictures of me there, but I don't. Uh, I don't re- recall it at all. Abandoned penitentiaries and oldie times mental institutions are pretty terrifying. <sighs> yeah, that's my jam. Yeah, old timey mm-hmm. mental institution. And uh, and uh, that's the thing that um, this this list kind of showed to me, or made me think about, was the fact that 
you look at haunted places around the world and they've got all kinds of weird like gateway pits that lead to hell and creepy weird <laughs> cool things and pretty much all of the haunted places in America are either a penitentiary a prison or a, or a mental institution hospital. or you know an old hotel yeah. we need to we need to really work on the creativity of our ghosts I mean, like a haunted water are... park yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have you guys watched uh, the new series ratchet no i heard uh, it's about on that. netflix no, yeah. check it out it's so good especially if you're creeped out by mental and the oldie times mental institutions so the idea is that it's the telling the backstory of nurse ratchet from one flew over the cuckoo's nest it's a really great show and it's it's very visually cool and they a lot of the treatments that they portray are stuff that they actually used to do to people which is no, it was just brutal just crazy like yeah, we putting them in these basically practically boiling them alive to try and cure them of homosexuality like yeah, weird or crazy stuff or creepy ice water on the other hand did it work mm-hmm. i don't think it did spoiler no. alert no <laughs> spoiler alert it did not <laughs> it turns it, out that's not where it comes from it probably yeah. made you hide it a lot better <laughs> yeah yeah Oof. Uh, and then yeah. number one is Salem, Massachusetts. As a I whole. I guess that one makes sense. Yeah, they got witches there and stuff. Yeah, it seems a bit them. on the nose. <laughs> so, but that, that's cross pollinating there. What are we doing? Witches that turn into ghosts or like they ghosts that like converted mm. to being witches after they were ghosts? The ghosts of the witches well, that they were, were burned. Exactly. Burned or drowned in the, <laughs> the dunking chair. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. I'm a monster fan. I need my monsters to fit into the right columns. You cannot yeah, cross. <laughs> You can't have a witch that's also a ghost. I just that's some hmm. that's some WB channel stuff that I'm not watching. Dude, you gotta get <laughs> off of this monster binary thing. Okay? Yes. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Sorry I, I want my, my cis monsters, please. Thank you. <laughs> I think we've got some of those in I don't know. I've I've been to Salem. I didn't I I thought it was really cool. I didn't find it particularly spooky. A little more campy than spooky. It was definitely, and the, well, it's, I was there on Halloween, so it was it was just well, a a giant Halloween party for adults. Scooby Doo and the gang have figured out that those ghosts weren't really. Anyway. Yeah, although the Wiccans do have a lot of fun there, so if you know any Wiccans, you might hmm. want to recommend it as a place they should visit on I Samhain. Do know, I do know some. <laughs> do Wiccans. you? Yeah. Well, Sam Haynes coming up if they need you to plan them a trip to Salem, Massachusetts. It's the place to be. Good to you know. Need help, <laughs> you need help getting to uh, Salem, Massachusetts, so you yes. can dance naked in the forest by moonlight. Yes, uh, contact exactly. Jeff. Yeah, contact Jeff Williams. <laughs> Eat of the world ever travel. Contact Jeff Williams. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I wanted to share. Um, Heather, when you when you lived in in the France, did mm. you ever visit the catacombs in Paris? Yes, that was my that was my creepy place. That I I'm so glad you brought this up because it's terrifying. Okay, well I've got some other catacombs that are equally terrifying to me, and actually they're a little bit even more creepier because in Paris it's pretty much just stacks of bones everywhere, right? Uh, yes. And skulls. And, yeah. And, Art, yeah right. Artfully arranged. And intestines. <laughs> what's, well, what's terrifying about the catacombs in Paris is the first thing that hits you is the smell. Oh, like, yeah. because it's, it's not, it's, it smells like Dank a really bed. old church. Like there's hints of incest, but then just sort of. <laughs> <laughs> Inc- incense! Oh my gosh! <laughs> okay. Paging Doctor. Yeah, incense well, with like an underlying. Yeah. I'd be scared to decay. go in there. Yeah, it's carry on. Well, this one, uh, these these catacombs in Palermo, Sicily, are a little heavier on the decay. I think these are the Capuchin uh, catacombs. The um, catacombs for monkeys? That's what I thought. <laughs> no, the Capuchin monks, which are what the monkeys are named after. Are these incestuous monkeys? <laughs> well, I, no comment. I don't know. They're monkeys. We can't judge them the same way we judge human beings, okay? <laughs> they don't They don't adhere to our morality. 
Why am I talking about this? <laughs> All right, so here's what they do in these catacombs here. Uh, they they because of the dry climate, <laughs> the corpses essentially are mummified. Ew. They leave them out on shelves for uh like like six months or so so that all the liquid bits can drip out Ew, gross. And then, what's, then what's left behind are these mummified bodies that they put their clothes back on them and they uh hang them up on the walls or sometimes stack them but there's a whole bunch of these mummies that are just leaning up against the walls all over the catacombs and they give them they put them in rooms based on the like split them up into categories. So there's one room that's all like clergy members. They have another area called the chapel of the virgins, um, which is full of girls whose families declared that they were virgins when they died. And they're displayed in their faded, tattered white dresses. Um, Lord, is this still currently happening? Uh, no, the most recent, uh, the most recent was a two-year-old baby girl who was embalmed in 1920 after dying of pneumonia. Yeah, but you can uh, still they, go see all of this. Yeah, she's so well preserved that her corpse has been dubbed Sleeping Beauty. Oh no! Um, yeah, um, so it's nice. Uh, most of the corpses, their mouths are hanging wide open because they're standing upright, so their facial ligaments have decomposed and gravity has pulled their mouths open, so oh, it looks like they're in it. the middle of an eternal silence. Scream of Ugh. agony. Um, uh, yeah. I like creepy stuff, but okay, I think this that is... might be a pest. Yeah. Mm-mm. I can handle uh, this. Yes. I've eaten at Golden uh, Corral. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what they serve there. Same thing. People um, with their so... gaping maws and just decomposing. That sounds about right, actually. Uh, the monastery is a, a 25-minute walk from Palermo's Central Railway Station, and you can still visit it. Although, I don't know if you can right now but you'll you'll make it home in half the time because you'll be running away from it <laughs> yeah that sounds no creepier kidding. than the catacombs <laughs> it, it is these photos it. are they're, yeah yucky they're yeah they're gross people are people do weird thing with with their dead loved ones uh yeah yeah and the catacombs right, so. in paris that happened because that's almost creepier it's because they're they're they had over 200 cemeteries that were so full that bodies were like falling onto people's homes and businesses and spreading Whoops. the plague. And yeah, so just in the middle, uh, in the middle of the night over a few years, they would go and dig them all up and take them in a procession down into the catacombs. And but they have artfully stacked all of the bones. So it's yeah. almost like. It's the world's creepiest art installation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like bone mosaics. Yes. So, so you have to, you, you, ent- you enter Somebody it. Somebody was a little too into it. I yeah. Think. You enter <laughs> it at a spot that's called uh, the Gates of Hell, the Barriere d'Enfer. And there's this creepy sign that says, here is the, the Empire of the Dead. And you have to go down this creepy stone spiral staircase. And then, I mean, it's just, it's huge. It's like, it's the two kilometers or something long. It's five stories down and there's no, it's, it's lawless down there. There's no like, do not touch or there's nobody down there making sure you don't wander off and get lost. Apparently there are hidden pools where people will go swimming, which sounds super Mm-mm. gross. So disgusting. <laughs> Yeah, in World War II, the catacombs were used for, uh, the French resistance used them for uh, plotting in the tunnels, which is kind of neat. But it is very, very creepy down there. And I'm terrified of uh, underground. And it's not, like, I'm not claustrophobic. I could go in a closet and not be scared, but it's something about the being underground and being trapped underground that I find really creepy and scary so yeah there's you could not get me in like spelunking people are like go like i'll go into a cave oh. like an attraction or something like a cavern yeah. but like, like mammoth cave. digging around in a cave that i don't know what's going to happen and ooh, no way <laughs> that is scary we went to this cave in ireland it was called the doolin cave and this the terrifying part starts off right away because you just meet outside this 
It's like a random door in a mountain. And they <laughs> unlock the door and take you in in your group. And then they lock the door behind you. Wait, why do they do that? It's so that nobody else can come and uh, oh, get lost in there you. and sneak up on you. Yeah. And you're all wearing a hat with a light on it. Um, but it's straight down like rickety iron staircases and it is pitch black in there because they've shut the door and locked it. And we went in there with our four-year-old who thought the whole thing was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, you go down, you climb down into this pitch black room. And at some point they ask everybody to turn their helmet light off. Right. So it's pitch black. Uh-uh. And I, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, you, kind of ugh, it's terrifying. I don't know why I'm convinced that I'm going to get trapped underground and die, but because you might, <laughs> yeah, maybe yes, that's an actual possibility. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's an okay fear. <laughs> I start to feel in those things, like there's not enough oxygen to it. I'm just going <gasps> to just yeah. cease being able I get that way when I put the blankets over my head in bed. So yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> but there's lots of cool places all over the world that if you're, you know, if you're into spooky stuff like that that you can visit to the catacombs of paris are, are are a famous one and they're pretty uh they're pretty accessible it's not you don't have to go to a some weird remote location and they're so yeah. popular that if you do get lost chances are somebody's gonna find you <laughs> so it's just like a full-on tourist attraction you buy tickets it really is yeah it takes about, it takes, a, if you walk the whole thing and you're not going off every little twist and turn, it takes about an hour to walk from one end to the other. Okay, I'm doing that next time. And it also, another cool thing about it is it's always the same temperature. It's always about 57 degrees down there. That's but a nice thing nice, about being underground. Yeah, bring a sweater. <laughs> a light wrap for your mm-hmm. bones. Yes. Yeah. Well, speaking of claustrophobia, there's a hunted battleship here in Alabama Ooh. that I I went to and didn't have any, uh, didn't get any of the paranormal stuff. But my son, uh, this is the USS Alabama. It's parked in Mobile Bay. And uh, apparently <laughs> there was, this was used in World War II and retired shortly after that. No one was ever killed on this battleship by enemy fire, but apparently... Seven people were killed from friendly fire. Oh, which oops. how you get killed from friendly fire inside a battleship? I'm not <laughs> sure. But Snoring in your sleep, I think, is how. You yeah, get but uh, apparently, um, when they did uh, church groups and scout groups and things like that, I guess any group could rent out the the battleship and you can spend the night in there. My son did that as part of a scout. Mm, that's a excursion. popular thing with the scouts sleeping on some kind of. Yeah, they always go to some kind of thing. But this one, there's tons of reports of doors shutting behind people. And these are big battleship, Mm. like heavy, serious metal doors that will just close like on people. And during tours, even when people are just taking the normal day tour, doors close. And there's, uh, I'm sure it's maybe not haunted, but it's the whole thing is so I went there as a kid and it was so claustrophobic. I just went back up to the top because everything was tiny little stairwells mm-hmm. and yeah. hallways and you know i'm a tall guy so i was i don't know probably, how people live on like a submarine or battleship like and that and then if you snore you get killed and then you haunt the place. <laughs> you haunt the place yeah <laughs> yeah when i was a kid in when i was in scouts we went to the uh the yorktown which is the aircraft carrier mm-hmm. it was in the battle of midway in world war Two, and mm-hmm. uh I don't know if that one's haunted, but you get it had that same very creepy feeling. There's something about it because it's so institutional. Mm-hmm. So it mm-hmm. feels kind of like an old hospital or something. But then it's so huge and most of it's empty and unused except for the areas that they take you on mm-hmm. tours and stuff. Yeah, but it's, it's not giant, but every room not, is so compartmentalized and small. It's just, yeah, you can't get out of the, the claustrophobia factor. Right. And it's not like they're all like shut down. So you've just got these dark, corridors rooms yeah and that's stuff. And it's just yeah i don't really believe in ghosts but at the same time i sort of really hope that it is true and that i can someday haunt people <laughs> oh i would love it right? why wait till you're dead just <laughs> yeah. that's true <laughs> i don't believe in ghosts but i i really love creepy places yeah so. mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, I'm not sure that there's like an actual ghost, like the soul of somebody for sure. But it, I think there could be, I don't know, some kind of weird energy. Yeah, weird energies mm. or, you know, I don't know. I, I believe more in the sci-fi kind of thing where there's a, a ripple in time where there's alternate things happening or oh, something like yeah. that. Or someone's stuck between something, but I don't String know why I believe theory. that. Yeah. <sighs> Well, mine, I, we talked earlier about insane asylums, and that is really my jam when it comes to creepy places. Um, so my, totally. place is, <laughs> my place is the Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum in West Virginia. Um, mm. I, I visited there a long time ago, but um, it's, it was built in the 1800s. It is purportedly the second largest building in the world after the Kremlin, or at least at one time was. I'm not sure if that's still the case. Um, when it first opened it was originally designed as a school for boys with mental illness so it was a, a kids <laughs> lunatic asylum which is awesome um it, it was they a, sent all the boys who were masturbating too much yeah, uh, yeah. Essentially, yeah but it started as just for boys with mental illness but then it became a, a home for boys that were basically like homeless or transients because the guy that ran the place figured that homeless children were basically mentally ill he considered the poor to be mentally ill as well. So yeah. good stuff, you know, starting off on yeah, a good foot. Right. Um, it was mm-hmm. built to hold well, and 200. Calling it a lunatic asylum. <laughs> back then, that was that back then yeah. that was a medical term. So that was you know, um, it, they built it to hold 250 patients, and by the time it hit its peak, it had 2,400 patients oh. crammed in. Um, They're stacking them in there like cordwood. The thing that gets me the most about it is it wasn't just, you know, normal lunatic asylum where they're given shock treatment and stuff like that. When the kids were there, they made them work most of the time. So they made them work in like raising crops and sewing shoes and like bisecting and, and, and cutting up the brains of the kids that had already died oh, at the school. No. Is this going to turn into a children of the corn story? <laughs> uh, I don't know. There's not a cornfield nearby. So. <laughs> My my, I hate to say this is my favorite thing, but this is the creepiest thing that I read that they had done there. A study that was sponsored by Quaker Oats and run by MIT exposed the boys to radioactive isotopes that they put in their ear, oatmeal and their cereal what? to see how radiation was absorbed into the body. And the thing was, is that the boys were happy to do it because they got extra food and trips to see baseball games and like all these like oh. field trips and stuff. It was it's it's insane and then they basically just turned it into y'all yeah they turned it into a full-fledged lunatic asylum and then closed in 1994 it made it all the way to 94 oh yikes that's always the shocking part i remember last year when we did this there was a couple of places that made it into the nights like how are they still doing that yeah (laughs) and now they do tours which is really awesome you can do you can tour like the main building and then you can tour like the um the medical building with all the forensics and the geriatrics building it's it's awesome. It's worth it if you're into that sort of weird, creepy thing. Yeah. And I judging by everybody's face on the Zoom right now, I don't yeah. think anybody is. No, I would totally go there. I would go, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'd go there. Why not? I am kind of fascinated with, you know, turn of the century psychiatric. Yeah. Medical medical, medical procedures yeah. from then. It, are there archaic hey, if medicine? You watch, is... If you watch Ratched, you can learn how to do a prefrontal lobotomy using a hammer and an ice pick. That's essential knowledge. You're yeah, assuming I don't, I don't already know that. Know that. <laughs> yeah, like I don't do those. <laughs> the, the dude who invented that procedure, he would brag that he could do one with each hand at the same time. Oh, man. In like seconds flat. He was like just churning them out. And it's well, right in it, through your eyes. Isn't that where the term double fisted came from? <laughs> That's where it came from. Sure. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have have y'all been to a place? Where's the place that you have been that creeped you out? Like, really, you were scared. Six of. Flags Over Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was definitely the spooks. I don't, creepy, I don't think spooky I've caves. been like that. I want to. Um. Well, last year we talked about when when we visited Mansfield Reformatory. In Ohio, oh, yeah. the mm-hmm. Shawshank prison. Yeah. Basically. yeah, that place was pretty spooky. It wasn't ghostly spooky though. It was just kind of being aware of what went on. There mm-hmm. and yeah, stuff. 
Um, That's what I found of about Alcatraz is. Yeah. It's like, ugh, just looking at the conditions that people were imprisoned in there. Yeah. And honestly, modern new prisons aren't a whole lot. That's true. That's true. They look pretty and awful. Your toilet next to your bed. Like, that's, that's terrifying that's to me, right? Hey, yes. Some of us think gonna, of that as convenient. going to take a dump right next to your head. No, yeah. that I find having to do that, I find terrifying. I don't want to have to poop in front of someone. <laughs> well, don't get stuck on the Skyliner then. Yeah, that's true. Oh, boy. <laughs> that's creepy. <laughs> There's something too about places like on the places that were like the earliest, like you said, like St. Augustine or like the areas that were the frontier of the colonies. I'm thinking yeah. about like, like Kentucky, Tennessee, West, yeah. like places where you're like back in the hollers and there's these old cabins and stuff. There's something about just the age and mm-hmm. cabin in the woods. Oh, it's just so much has happened it. there. Yeah. Probably St. Augustine just as a whole and uh, Savannah, uh, uh, Charleston and Savannah, Georgia, uh, both have that sort of overall creepy feel to them. Plus, you know, that was like the height of the slave trade. Mm-hmm. Both of those places, I think so there's just so much death and yeah. badness that has happened there. You can just feel it. And they'll do like creepy nighttime ghost walks in cities like Mm -hmm. that i'd like to do that we were supposed to do one and then it it was just raining too hard to make that fun so we canceled doing it in in, uh uh, savannah savannah look that's where i was gonna say i'd like to do like a nighttime we did go to the um that cemetery that's the famous cemetery and it's covered it's got all the oaks with the the live oak with the moss mm-hmm. hanging off of oh, them and cool. that's a creepy that from place uh, the midnight in the garden of good but, and evil has yes the, the tomb the front cover of that book is the yeah the i've been in girl um, angel or whatever yes mm-hmm. Oof. i've been in the uh, Père Lachaise cemetery in paris at night it's pretty creepy i i, I love cemeteries at yeah night. And most old European cemeteries are just really cool. The all of the monuments and it's especially ones where you can go see the the graves of famous people. Or uh, in Paris, it's Jim Morrison. <laughs> that's where everybody heads to his grave. <laughs> There's like really really famous people down the block, but everybody's hanging out at Jim Morrison. Yeah. Feeling his energy, man. That grave is overrated, just like he was. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> uh, Oscar a, Wilde's a... is is good because the thing you do at his is um, everybody puts on really heavy red <laughs> lipstick and then kisses his his tomb penis. Oh, <laughs> and, <laughs> and so it's always covered with lip prints, and every now and then they come and sh- scrub it off, and then. Whose grave did you say? Oscar Wilde. Oh, yeah. What were you about to say there, Dan? Oh, I was going to say there's a, there's this uh, big old um, cemetery in, uh, it's in Cleveland. It's the Lakeview Cemetery. There's a lot of like, Cleveland actually used to be like a, like the New York or the Chicago or New York City of the Midwest at the time. <laughs> Cleveland. Cleveland rocks. <laughs> there was a lot of like like the big famous millionaires and stuff. Wait, isn't there. Chicago the Chicago of the Midwest? That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, but before it's the Windy Chicago City was, of the Midwest. Okay. <laughs> they just just go with me, guys. So anyway, yes, so they've got right. like a bunch of the old timey, really creepy like tombstones and stuff. And there's this one tomb that's got they call it the Angel of Death. Uh, well, actually, the name of the statue Slayer. is the Angel of Death Victorious. And it's like this winged angel sitting on a chair with a giant sword in front of it. Mm. But there's something about the way that, I don't know if it's, it's a bronze statue, it looks like. and But so when the water runs uh, down his face from say, the rain, it... it washes away the green patina. So it looks like it's crying these black tears or something. That's metal. It's, <laughs> yeah. really metal. It looks like something off of a off of a, a metal album, but yeah, that's 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 creepy. I forgot that I'd seen that. Yeah, I would like that. Yeah, Hospitals and religious stuff. That's 
That's, that's what pushes your terror button. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or a religious there, hospital. Uh, the neighborhood the I used to live in here in Birmingham in uh, Crestwood, there was uh, an old hospital that had part of a, a hospital and part of it was a lunatic asylum and it was abandoned for years and people would go in there and i was actually too scared to even go in there <laughs> uh, so a bunch of people that i know walked over it was in the neighborhood we lived in people walked over and went in it but i never even did but then they tore the whole thing down and built like apartments on top of it i'm like i do not want to live no. in the Apartments built on top of the <laughs> that's how a like horror movie starts. Yeah. It's like living on the on the ancient Indian burial mounds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you want ghosts? That's how you get ghosts. The behind. <laughs> yes. yeah. Yeah, Just raise it and put apartments there. Good idea. <laughs> that, yeah, no, not so much. Um, well, I had two more places that I wanted to share with you guys. I don't know if anybody else had anywhere else that they want to talk about. Um, the first one. This is a quick one. It's in it's in Mexico. Um, in, uh, it's a small town uh right like on the tip of the boot of mexico i guess in the gulf of in the gulf there is it the yucatan oh, sure and yeah, it's, yeah it's it's uh it's called it, the town is pomuch pomuk not i don't speak the spanish so i don't habla espanol <laughs> uh, so anyway they have a they have an interesting take on day of the dead here every year on november 2nd um it's bone cleaning day at the cemetery oh my (laughs) so so when a resident of this town dies they're temporarily buried at the town graveyard and then after three years the families disinter the bones clean them and then store them in a wooden box in the cemetery for permanent display all right Yeah, and then each year after that, on the Day of the Dead, the families come back and do a ritual bone cleaning to keep their family members in good shape. <laughs> wow. I do that when I'm in the shower. <laughs> a ritual. <laughs> so it, it helps bring together the families and allow them to kind of deal with the pain of death and, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you know, confront, like, remember their deceased relatives and stuff. Uh, I like and then the, also, the beautiful Day yeah. of the Dead, like a la Coco, <laughs> instead right, of yeah. the cleaning of yeah, the bones. I don't remember the of <laughs> Pop Pop's bones. I don't remember well, that scene in the, in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we gotta uh, dig up Abuela and clean I your think bones. Apparently it's important because they believe that if you don't keep the bones clean, that, that the ghosts are going to wander the streets and exact vengeance upon you for not oh. properly caring for them in the afterlife. So clean hmm. them bones. <laughs> if after Got I'm it. dead, I'm that concerned with my bones. Like I have, I have wasted my afterlife. We stayed at a, a resort in the Cancun area over Halloween once. And it was the weirdest thing because the day before Halloween, it was just a normal, beautiful tropical resort. And we wake up on Halloween and they have decorated for Halloween and their interpretation of it was it looked like a drug cartel had come through the night before and killed a bunch of people. They had bodies wrapped in black plastic hanging from trees and like bloody rags just everywhere it was so the weirdest like no pumpkins and skeletons like like yes it was it was really weird to see their interpretation of what In americans yes it's like yeah. this is what they thought americans would want for halloween celebration but really it was well, like you wow. you, yeah it was really it was like if you stepped in in the middle of a horror movie it was and they they threw a huge halloween party that night where they had these elaborate delicious buffets but then you'd go up to you know the taco station and there would be a body <laughs> on the table like, also just like golden corral so I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> pop, pop died at the chocolate fondue station yeah. just roll him over for the gravy yeah, it, was, it was weird and a little terrifying push him into the chocolate fountain he'll be fine earl <laughs> <laughs> This segment brought to you by Golden Corral. <laughs> the flows of the real world. What else you got, Dan? <laughs> On that note. <laughs> On that note, I've got 
not one, but two opportunities for you to spend the night in uh, the site of famous uh, axe murders. Oh. Ooh. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> We all got a so, little too excited about that. Uh, so axe murder. <laughs> Tell who, me doesn't more. Love, who doesn't love a little a, a little light axe murdering? Uh, a little weekend. light axe murdering. <laughs> uh, the first one is in Iowa, and it's the Velisca Axe Murder House. Um, <laughs> well, with a name team. like that, then the, there's yeah, obviously going to be an axe murdering. <laughs> like, don't live there. <laughs> <laughs> um, in 1912, the house belonged to the Moore family, which was a married couple, and they're uh, one, two, three. Four young children. More like less family. That's a lot of so kids. kids. No Is wonder there was an axe murder. murdering. <laughs> <laughs> On the night of June 9th, the family returned from uh, church services. Um, and sometime, sometime between midnight and 5 a.m., the entire family was brutally murdered by someone with an axe. They all had their heads bashed in. Ooh. Um, hmm. That uh, sounds delightful. Now yeah, you can go to self- out there. Don't go to oh, church. There you go. That's the lesson. <laughs> the, the, the case remains unsolved. The main suspect is a traveling minister who had been at the service that evening and then disappeared around Are 5 a.m. the next day. See? Don't go to church. A, minis- a hobo minister. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, I resent now, that. <laughs> uh, uh, the house was purchased in 1994 and re- restored to the state it was in in 1912 when they were all had their heads bashed in. And now you can tour the home by day and at night you Did can they spend put the night. The viscera back? <laughs> uh. I hope so. I hope so. Uh, you can spend the night in one of the murder bedrooms. So yeah. Um, oh, and you can take Ugh. a walk to the cemetery that's only uh, 15 minutes away and visit all of the. You, yep. know, you can figure out who, visit their who slept in your bedroom. And if you pay seven grave. bucks, you can go in there and clean their bones, too. <laughs> Put them in a little box. It's a small upcharge, yeah. Um, uh, similarly, you can also now, uh, you, everybody's familiar with the story of Lizzie Borden, who yes. took an axe and gave her parents 40 wax. Um, <laughs> in in the spirit of modern American capitalism, uh, you can you can stay at her house. It's a bed and breakfast now. Bed and breakfast. Oh. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a it's a Borden themed bed and breakfast. You can stay in the very rooms where her parents took their final breaths. They that was provide the person the that made apps? condensed milk. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a second uncle twice removed mm. or something. Uh, do yeah. these places provide the axe, or do you have to bring your own? <laughs> Asking for a friend. <laughs> uh, it doesn't. S- <laughs> <laughs> murder beads. Should I, to, should I maybe call one. Dave and give him a little warning? <laughs> That's an even bigger upcharge. Oh, right. You have to return it by well, eleven, though. Yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming that the resort that these places have a very hefty cleaning fee tagged on. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bring you your own plastic sh- to life. Bring your own plastic sheeting. <laughs> I've seen Dexter. I know what you need to do. <laughs> Speaking of that, Dexter's coming back. Did you see? I saw. I'm excited. Yeah. They can write the wrong that was the finale. <laughs> you know it's going to start out with him just killing lumberjacks. <laughs> Somebody's got to. They've been allowed to run rampant in the woods of North America for too long. Well, if you'd like to kill a lumberjack, (laughs) (laughs) head up to the Pacific Northwest. www.keytotheworldtravel.com Got a whole slew of agents waiting to help you murder a lumberjack. Help you with your axe murdering vacation (laughs) fantasy. (laughs) These Halloween episodes always take a Yes, they do. We should just do Halloween episodes all year. Yeah, it's fun. I think Good we times. do. <laughs> we, just, yeah. we just picked a new direction for the show, guys. Bone cleaning all the time. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> whoa, 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 Bone whoa. clean cast. <laughs> <laughs> There's such a thing as a refractory period, Jeff. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the cleanest bone in town. And the hairiest palms. Sorry, Thanks for hanging out with us again this week. If you're excited to have the pants scared off you at a haunted destination or explore anywhere else around the world, Key to the World Travel has a black funeral carriage adorned with urns and filigree on the roof and crimson velvet drapery inside, pulled by a pair of black Percheron horses with funerary plumed headpieces full of expert travel planners 
ready to take your ready to make your vacation dreams a reality. Head to www.keytotheworldtravel.com to get started with a no obligation quote. Don't forget to catch up with our friend, the Theme Park Professor, for all the latest theme park news and tips at www.themeparkprofessor.com. Word of mouth is always the best way to help us grow our show. If you've got a friend or two who you think would appreciate our special brand of bone-cleaning, globe-trotting jackassery, tell them what makes the show so great and send them our way. You can find links to subscribe to the show in on uh, your favorite app and... You can find links to subscribe to the show on your favorite apps and all the latest updates at www.keytotheworld. <laughs> and all the latest updates. So close. And all the latest updates at www.goldkeyadventures. <laughs> He's been possessed. <laughs> at www.goldkeyadventures.com. We can't wait to hang out with you again next week, and we'll see you real soon. Every time you lean that direction, your head disappears. <laughs> it's very creepy. <laughs> it's spooky. my favorite outro ever. Yes. It I was going get... so well, and then... <laughs> I just keep getting better at this every yes, time. Yes, you do. Professional. I'm going to go to Flows and clean my bone. To ask a question or share your travel story, you can reach us by smoke signal, carrier pigeon, or send an email to goldkeyadventurers at gmail.com. And make sure you follow the Gold Key Adventure Society on Facebook and Instagram. A huge thanks to our sponsor, Key to the World Travel. For all your travel planning needs, visit www.keytotheworldtravel.com for a free quote and help planning the trip of a lifetime. Tell them the Gold Key Adventurers sent you. That's www.keytotheworldtravel.com. Key to the World Travel, your key to a magical vacation. Thanks to Outer Vibe for the use of their song, Hoka Hey, for the intro and outro of our show. Find them on Facebook at The Outer Vibe, or check out www.outervibe.com for tour dates, music, merch, and more. We'll see you next week for another meeting of the Gold Key Adventure Society. And until then, remember, life is short and the world is wide. So go have an adventure.